Um, welcome to the first ever edition of the Use Everything podcast. Um, I've been basically doing reviews and everything on um, my Tumblr, which is yimbareviewseverything.tumblr.com. Um, I mean, to be perfectly honest, um, I had a good run with it, and I want to continue doing it. But um, I don't know. I, times get tough. I uh, get busy, and I let it slip, which uh, is unfortunate, but... This is something that I want to give a shot at. I actually am a part of um, a podcast with a couple of friends of mine. It's the first time, long time podcast. Uh, it's where we watch classic or you know iconic movies and dissect them. I do that with Matt Sanispert and my brother-in-law, Joe Capriotti. Uh, sometimes Matt's brother, Mike, is involved um, and maybe others. So we podcasting was always something that I'd be interested in. And I love creating content and just doing things like this. I listen to podcasts all the time. Subscribe to a bunch of them. Uh, a lot of them are wrestling-based, pro-wrestling-based. I give a shout-out to, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. is fantastic. Um, my favorite every week is Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg and David Shoemaker. And new edition, Stack Guy Greg. I also listen to Kind of Funny Games. They, um... It's Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty. They so Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty. They are um, guys that used to work for IGN, and then they ended up being able to split off and create their own company. And they're doing, um, you know, a lot of the, obviously creating their own content now. Um, they just they just started doing another PlayStation podcast, which is phenomenal. I actually miss them a lot. I mean, the, the bottom line is, I just love making things, and this is something that I've, I've been interested in. So. Um, breaking the ice with first time, long time kind of inspired me to finally branch out and also make one of these on my own. So we'll see where it goes with, um, the blog, Yimbo reviews, everything. Basically it's not really, it hasn't been everything to be perfectly honest. Um, it's been smartwatches and, you know, tech accessories, video games, um, TV shows, movies, the things that I'm interested in, <laughs> which that those those are the big ones. Anyway, I wanted to uh, kind of pursue doing that, in, uh, you know, as a podcast. I was thinking that this could be a weekly thing, and we'll see where it goes. So, uh, I want to first um, bring up the fact that the theme song uh, for this episode uh, is from www.bensound.com. So, give a shout out to those guys and uh, all the royalty free music that they provide. I might be playing around each week until I really settle on one that I love. All right, so with uh, this first ever edition, uh, I'm going to go into basically three categories, and I essentially named them already. I'll talk about some of the TV shows I am uh, loving on right now, or, 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 yeah, actually generally enjoying. I'll bring up a little bit of wrestling talk, but I'm not going to go super nuts because, again, if I can keep this going and, lo you know, like really get hooked and do it every week. So a friend of mine... Uh, my, my wrestling buddy, that's, <laughs> sounds terrible, but, uh, no, he's not a plush toy. Um, but anyway, the guy that I watch wrestling with, uh, we, we get together for every pay-per-view, watch it, you know, watch all the content that we can on WWE Network. If we're able to, uh, keep this going, I'd like to eventually branch off with him into a wrestling centric podcast. So I'm just going to touch on a little bit of stuff here. Um, like I said, I, I, I like to keep everything kind of quick. Actually, I didn't say that before. I like to keep everything quick and short. Um, let's be honest. I mean, I even my blog entries are only ever, you know, one, two, three, 
four paragraphs long. Nothing super crazy. Um, I know in this world of, you know, just being blasted with news and information constantly, um, I know for me personally, I can't handle anything that's too long. I know that sounds absurd, but that's just kind of the way it is. Uh, if articles get too long, I kind of, you know, too long did not read. I like to keep my information short, keep my reviews um, quick to the point, try to crack a few jokes here and there. And uh, I don't know, I, it works for me. It works for, you know, just give me the main the main pieces. I know this is kind of going against the whole initial rambling, but I kind of wanted to introduce myself a little bit um, to you guys. Uh, something else that you get to know about me is uh, I am a teacher. I'm in my 11th year. Um, I taught language arts to seventh graders for nine. And then going into my 10th year, I was asked to run a mass media course, actually like create it from scratch. So I'm in year two of that right now. Um, and that's, I mean, obviously that's a lot of fun. And that's kind of also what inspired this podcast right now, because um, here I am showing students how to go about being as creative as they can and putting all these awesome things together. And I want to piece of that too. <laughs> I don't get to do it at work. Um, cause I'm really just, you know, kind of facilitating, encouraging and helping out. And, uh, so this is a chance for me now to, to get to do that. We'll jump into the first, uh, topic, which is television. I'm very anti-spoiler. Uh, I don't know. Let me, that little, little tangent there. Twitter is for spoilers. I get that. So if there is a show such as walking dead, I won't, go to Twitter the next day or I mean, honestly, if I don't get to watch Sunday night, I might not even check Facebook the next day. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. Spoilers are very obnoxious. Uh, actually I didn't get to watch walking dead this past Sunday and, uh, was at school. Um, one of the big things that my program does now, my mass media class is that, uh, we create the morning announcements as a TV show that the entire school watches, which is really great. But, um, when the group of kids came in, one of them goes, Oh, did you see so-and-so died? Oh, cool. Thanks. Spoiler. <laughs> I, I like to, uh, I like to go into things spoiler free as often as possible. So when I do talk about this stuff, I will keep it very light. Um, so this way you don't have to worry about that. I'll just kind of give you my take, let you know if it's something that's worth pursuing. So anyway, with TV, um, I'll get into walking. I think I'm going to wait until the end of the season. You know, those seasons aren't very long. Um, I can tell you just as a side note that I am loving the season so far. I think it's fantastic, but, um, <laughs> spoiler, I'll talk about the league a little bit. You know that there, uh, if you enjoy the show or if you know anything about it, it's in their final season and, uh, it's much better than last season. Honestly, the first season was unbelievable. Was so good. If you haven't watched it, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, my issue with the last couple of seasons is that they are relying so heavily on the callback jokes. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, again, they're funny, but it's just a, it's an over-reliance. This season, while it is much better than last season, it does drift heavily into camp uh, a lot. And, uh, I don't know, I'm enjoying it. Um, I, know it's the, I know it's the end of it. So I'm just kind of enjoying my time with the characters. We'll see how it goes. Uh, currently, I mean, we're only a few episodes in so far this season. I'll give it a three to five wide receiver slots. Side note. Um, going back to the blog for a second, I rate everything out of, the f out of five. One to five, uh, keep it simple. I do tend to be positive about most things because I'm not generally going to watch or waste my time on something if I don't enjoy it. And I do like to be optimistic generally about the things that, I, uh, that I'm putting my time into. 
the only thing that I can possibly think of that I spent and wasted a lot of time on is uh, the show Under the Dome. Whew. Uh, yeah, that was terrible. That show was that was just, um, again without giving anything away. If you if you've seen it, then maybe you'll know what I'm talking about. But it just was not good. Uh, my wife and I watched season one under the uh, assumption. I think we were led to believe that it was going to be a one season, like miniseries. We would have a definitive ending at the end of that season. So we were intrigued. It was the summertime. wasn't a lot on, so we just kind of rolled with it. And uh, when we were <laughs> shocked to find at the end of season one that they were leaving it open, that then there were going to be further seasons. I mean, again, next summer rolls around. Not a whole lot on in the summertime, so we gave it a shot. And... It, uh, I mean, I could tell you right now. So they lasted three seasons, and I hate watched the last two. So, like I said, I mean, generally, I don't do that. This is the one show that I can think of that I just couldn't do. I mean, I did it. I hated myself. Every I hated the characters. I'd be on my iPad or my phone. I mean, it's it was the it's the worst. So if you've never gotten into it, you're not missing anything whatsoever. Um, moving on, I uh, I can tell you that I am a gigantic superhero fan, nerd, dork, whatever you want to classify me as. Um, in fact, by the time you hear this, I will, tomorrow is October 30th and, uh, we have this whole, you know, Halloween thing at my school. So I will be going as Batman, which I'm very excited about. I'm a big superhero fan and I do watch all the shows. So, you know, I, I'll go back and talk about Daredevil at some point. Um, but I'm going to hit on a couple of the ones that are currently going. First up is Arrow, and uh, I will tell you, so Arrow, season one, spectacular. Like, honestly, like, I can't stress that enough. I've tried to push that on people because it's just so good. I, that, that was actually, like, one of the times on my Tumblr where I was like, I have to write about this. I have to get the word out. This the show is amazing. Season two, took it up a notch. Deathstroke was the primary villain in that, uh, in that season. And, I mean, the character work fantastic acting was great for a cw you know again like a lot of people give the um caveat like oh it's a cw show it's fantastic i mean like i don't care what network it's on season two spectacular built on all the work they laid the ground or <laughs> it built on all the stuff all the groundwork they did in season one and uh really every character decision every motivation um made sense <clears throat> and uh it was all due to their the, to the just great writing from season one so season three begins, and again, going to limit the spoilers here, but they um, introduced Rachel Gould as the primary villain. Um, they actually, again, I'm trying to, you know, not, not delve too deep or, or give anything away, um, but they lifted the Batman Rachel Gould um, storyline from the comics, but they put in, they subbed in Green Arrow. With that, they wanted to, so the whole, if you're unaware of the story in the comics, um, the idea is that Rachel Ghoul, he dips into these Lazarus pits. He has essentially infinite life. He's immortal. And, uh, but it's, you know, <laughs> jumping around. Um, so anyway, Rachel Ghoul dips into these Lazarus pits. It gives him an extended life, very long life. Um, still, I, I use the word immortal, not, not truly immortal. He does have a finite amount of time in the comics. Um, Rachel Ghoul, his brain would become fractured every time he came out of the Lazarus pit. So, um, his time on Earth was coming to an end, and he saw in Batman his successor, the, the detective. Here, again, just swapped in Green Arrow, worked great 
for the most part, um, I wish it was as compelling as the comic book or even the Batman animated series version of the Rachel Ghoul storyline. So kind of, kind of dipped for me there. Um, season four, which is what I'm going to be talking about now. Again, only a few episodes in, um, we have, uh, Neil McDonough, who's the main bad guy. It's Damien Dark, who, um, I had no, I mean, like for somebody that does know a lot about comic books, I really didn't know anything about him. Had to do a little Google research, uh, when I first found out and even during the first episode when he was introduced. Um, and there's not a lot on him in the comic books, honestly. So the show has a lot of free reign, which is great. And, uh, so far Neil's been doing a great job as the, you know, with the character, definitely better so far. Um, <clears throat> if you do watch the show, you'll know about the elicity jokes and, uh, it's kind of, that part's kind of killing it for me, but, um, again, solid direction so far. Uh, I have to watch last night's episode cause I'm recording this on a Thursday. It, it's every Wednesday night. I still need to catch up on the most recent episode, but things are looking good. Better than last season so far. Um, still not at that level of season two, which so far, you know, to me has been their peak currently again, only not even a quarter of the way through and four, I'm going to give it a three out of five. I originally said elicity jokes, uh, three out of five exploding arrows works as well. Moving on again, another CW show. Uh, we have the flash. We are in season two. Uh, season one was a lot of fun. Um, Great, you know, like it's it's the Flash. He's he's funny. He's you know he's fast, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, it's been great. Season season one was you know an enjoyable little trip. Uh, Cisco has been a fantastic character, and through both seasons so far, um, and this season they uh, are handling. They're actually delving into the DC multiverse, which is fantastic. And again, not going to give anything away, but they're doing a really nice job handling it. And uh, I'm going to give it currently a little bit better than Arrow with a three and a half out of five Firestorms. Moving on now to something that is not superhero related um, is the Nick. And that's with Clive Owen. And it's set in 1901 at the Knickerbocker Hospital. So um, Clive Owen plays the chief, like the chief surgeon at the Nick, the Nick, the Knickerbocker. And uh, in season one, I was able to catch up on it with, um, it's a Cinemax show, but HBO, I don't know if they own Cinemax or have some sort of a partnership, but they put all of season one um, on HBO Go leading up to the start of the season, which just happened a couple weeks ago. And uh, it's fantastic. I mean, so we have Clive Owen playing essentially the Don Draper of early 1900 medicine. And, uh, just like Don Draper, if you're aware of Mad Men, he has his demons and they're doing, again, season two picked right up at, at the end of season one, full steam ahead. Fantastic show. Can't stress that enough. Uh, so great character work. Great. I mean, it's the, there is gore in it, but it's from a surgical medical standpoint. But again, we're dealing with 1900s. So everything is, you know, very primitive in terms of where we've come with modern medicine. But uh, great show, definitely worth your time. I I'll go as high as, huh, I'll go as high as a four and a half out of five, and let's say um, surgical incisions, four and a half out of five surgical incisions for that one. So well done. All right, topic two tonight is um, pro wrestling, which again I'm not going to go too nuts over because it is something that I might be really focusing on in another podcast down the road. But I want to hit on it because this past Monday I had an excellent edition of Monday Night Raw. 
if you are someone that is into pro wrestling at all, you know that a three-hour Raw has, uh, it's just, it's just a drag. It's rough. Um, I DVR it. I might get through an hour or two, uh, typically read recaps. My favorite is, uh, my favorite recap I look forward to every Tuesday is, uh, by a guy named Brandon Stroud. He writes for Uproxx. Um, but I also check out, um, Matt Fowler on IGN, the tremendous writer. And, uh, and then I always look forward to, uh, David Shoemaker's write-ups, but he, he writes for Grantland and his are spaced out a little further. He does more, you know, like bigger articles in terms of concepts. He's not just doing the recap. So, um, this raw was great. Uh, it set the tone right away by having, uh, Triple H announce essentially a tournament to be deemed the number one contender. And I know I've already seen a ton of stuff online about it, but the bottom line is Raw typically is directionless. Um, nothing, you know, matches don't have any consequence for the most part. Uh, before this Raw, some of my favorite, aside from the John Cena Open Challenges, which were great, but at the same time is still LOL Cena wins. Um, the other highlights were like Kevin Owens facing the Lucha Dragons spaced out a couple weeks apart. Um, just because it was new. It was just new matchups. I mean, I can't take Randy Orton versus Sheamus again. Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston. You know, like these are the matchups, you know, just, it's just, they're killer. They're, they, they're just, they're dull. We've seen them before. I mean, even last week had a six-man tag that then opened the show, um, Hell in the Cell this past Sunday. I mean, that's absurd. We saw the outcome. It was a clean finish. Why do we need to see that again? So... Uh, this Raw was definitely better, especially with um, with uh, the whole tournament idea. And again, every match built up to the climax, to the main event, and it was handled well. And we have a new number one contender. It's Roman Reigns, which uh, is a bummer. But again, unless I, you guys can give me feedback um, on wh- how much wrestling you'd like me to include here, because I could talk about it for quite some time. But then again, I don't, I you know, I do this to my wife and I know I put her to sleep. So, um, I won't hit on too much longer. I'll give this raw a four out of five, uh, curb stomps in honor of our champion, Seth Rollins. But yeah, if you'd like to hear more about wrestling on here, send me a tweet. All right. To wrap things up, I'm going to hit on some video games that I'm currently playing now back in college, video games all day, every day, pre wife, <laughs> um, before we even got together, same deal. Just, you know, I go to work, get home, Hours of video games. Since I'm in a loving relationship, that has changed. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I like to spend time with her. So, my video game time is relegated to knowing if she's coming home late, and I happen to get home early, and I can squeeze in a game here and there, or late night weekend sessions. I don't currently have a. Sometimes I can kind of buy some extra time during the week if um, if I get a new game, like the last new story driven game. I think I had was Batman Arkham Knight, which was phenomenal. So I am looking at a few more, you know, like we're coming into a big gaming season right now in terms of new releases. Uh, I tried the Star Wars Battlefront beta, a lot of fun, neat, great graphics. Uh, Essentially is a Call of Duty set in the Star Wars universe. So that's probably going to be a purchase. Uh, Speaking of Call of Duty, I mean, I do get that every single year. I always, you know, love the campaign, play the campaign, and then I try to play as much of uh, online, you know, in the past that the the one I really sunk my teeth into was um, Modern Warfare 2. Ironically enough, or actually just coincidentally, 
that was pre-wife time. So uh, I played that quite a bit with one of my friends and my brother-in-law. Prestige probably twice. And now look, compared to the kids that I teach when they're telling me that they're, you know, level 65, prestige three times, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because you're a child and that's what you get to do. (laughs) So yeah, so anyway, with Call of Duty these days, campaign, play online until... I just, you know, I don't get to sink a lot of time into it anymore. Um, So I'm going to cover three games right now that I am playing, because these are great for the time that I'm able to put into it. So first up is Madden 16. I tend to buy Madden every two years, so I was up for a new one this year. Um, And it was, it's great, because I I play during football season. Then it sits, and then that's why next year I will still play this one again when I get the football bug. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's nice. And then it it feels a lot newer, you know, by being every two years. So this year there were new passing mechanics. Uh, I play in the PS4 plays really well. Graphics are great. Um, in terms of the passing, it does take a little bit, you know, a little getting used to, but I've also noticed that it doesn't, you don't necessarily, it has high passes, low passes. Um, you don't really always need to use them from what I found, but then again, I'm, I'm generally in playing against the computer. I'm on playing on all pro. Uh, I'm not going all star or whatever the highest level is all Madden. But uh, yeah, I mean it's you know I'll, I'll I'll try to use it when I remember. But you know you're you're facing a pass rush and you know, trying to find the, the open receiver. But anyway, it's a it's 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 great. It's still lacking. I don't know if anyone else is missing this. I think I had uh, Madden 11 was the last year, which was the created team. I love that mode. I would always get rid of the Houston Texans. And put in my my own team, create my guys. But um, I found a workaround, and just just from constant you know googling. So if you set up an offline franchise, which is what I did, um, before you do that, get a get a roster save. You're then able to pick a team. So I chose the Rams because St. Louis will in, uh, you know eventually be moving. It's just a matter of time. So uh, you're able to create yourself, whatever you know. Like I, I created myself, a few of my buddies. So stacked up the lines a little bit. Then went into this offline franchise, and I had to play through my first season um, as the Rams. Won the Super Bowl, but at the very beginning of the season, I put in a request. Oh, this is the other big thing. Duh. Um, it has to be owner mode, not coach, not player. So by being the owner, you do control every at, you know facet of your team. So you are still coaching. You are still making personnel decisions. You are still playing the game. With, um, with the owner mode, you're able to either update your stadium or you can request relocation. So that's what I did. Uh, and through that, you're able to, you know, different uh, places are able to bid. And I ended up selecting the best for me. And this, I, I've heard Los Angeles is very popular and, and it was, but it was number two. The number one spot for me was um, London, England. So I packed up my, my Rams, moved over, and uh, now we are the London Bulldogs. The bummer is that you don't get to choose your like you don't get to create your own name once you move which is which was a disappointment you have what is it they give you a limited amount of choice i think it was like three choices and even through those three choices they still have gauges of fan interest in it so kind of depressing and you know if you're if you were a fan of uh, creating a team and then same thing with uniforms like you have a home and away you can kind of swap stuff out here in the, you know in terms of when you're about to play you can change the pants or you can change the jersey, but you're, that's it. I mean, it's, so it's 
you're locked in. So that's a bummer. I was really hoping to be able to play around with the uniforms as well. So, like I said, it's not an ideal situation, but, you know, it's there, you know, especially if you were somebody like me that liked doing that, you know, offline, uh, playing with God, you know, like your created guys and, and going through a season. So, um, I've done two seasons so far and then I, I've been on a little hiatus from there, but anyway, I'm going to let you know that, um, I do enjoy it a lot and I'm giving it a four out of five. Reach your hand up and whap it down. That was the worst John Madden impression in the world. So I apologize for that. God, just gotta, you know, oh God, I'm gonna stop right now. It's late. I really just wanted to get this recorded tonight. <laughs> oh, I'll try to be better next time. I give it a four out of five. It's good. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention, I even have a little notes here. There is a mode called Draft Central, which is a lot of fun. Um, you can draft a team out of, I think it's seven rounds, and it's every round they give you three choices, three different players or two different players to pick from, and then the final round is like a classic player like uh, Deion Sanders, and you have to you know bo- you know like load you know load up your team based, based on the draft, and then you take it through. So if you play against a computer, it's like three rounds. You can also take that team online and play other people, obviously. So it's just great. I, I did, uh, I want to say three or four, like that was the first thing that I did. I just couldn't get out of Draft Central. It was awesome. Moving on to another sports themed game is NHL 16. <clears throat> Unlike Madden, I end up getting NHL every year. Um, I started buying it on the PS3 back, uh, NHL 09. My buddy got me into it. And so yeah, every single year, every year I probably get the most enjoyment and gameplay out of that game, which is why I I justify buying it every year. My favorite sport is baseball, and even though I have the PS4 and I've been on the PlayStation since the first one, so I get the show, which is the best baseball game available for video games. I mean, unless you're on a PC playing MVP 05. Even the show, I mean, I, I bought it, or actually my buddy Brian gave it to me for my birthday. Yes, we are grown men who exchange birthday presents but uh he got it for me for my birthday and we played a ton of it and uh even though we're now in the world series i probably haven't played it since midsummer july-ish it's my favorite sport i will revisit it but that's a game that i typically get every two years because this happens every time but nhl and this probably has to do with my friend brian as well we play against each other um that's like our go-to like when we wanted, we have you know an hour, half hour. If you know, like get send the text, get the text. Like, hey, let's get on there. Let's 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 knock out a game, and uh, and we'll do it. So, um, yeah, ton of. I mean, like I'll be playing this through August. You know, but for this year, um, gameplay has been untouched as far as I can tell in terms of controls. But obviously, there are a lot of improvements every year. It gets smoother. This is no different. This is a fantastic version of the game. Last year was a trimmed down version on the PS4. This year they brought a lot of features back. Um, the biggest one being EA Hockey League on the PS3 last time. I didn't play a whole lot of it. That's where you control your created guy on a team of online players. But this year, that's been it. That's If I get a chance, that's, you know, like I, I have a half hour. I'm playing my guy's John Marston, for those of you that loved Red Dead Redemption. And uh, it's it's great. It's the only it's current it's the only mode I play. I haven't started a GM mode. I haven't done anything else. I haven't even played uh, like one on one, just team 
versus team online, you know, user versus user. It's been straight up EA Hockey League, and it's great. So giving it, because I haven't really explored the other features, a, uh, a three and a half out of five lit lamps. And that's just um, my knock is that with online, because you're dealing with so many players, they have to institute a better, a better, what am I trying to say? So let me explain my issue with it. When um, you're playing in the hockey league, you will have ideally 12 individual players in a session. So if somebody gets scored on, that goalie, you get your each team gets two pauses. So not like I don't get two. It's like the, by team. Goalie pauses the game on the other team if we score first, and then quits and leaves. And uh, same thing if somebody gets in a fight. They don't want to sit in the penalty box for five minutes. So they'll pause the game and leave. And, you know, it's just, come on. Like, there has to be some sort of penalty built in. I'm almost positive. I think it was resistance. For any of you that may have had a PS3 at launch, way back in 2006, I think it was resistance where if you rage quit a lobby while it was, you know, in-game, you were penalized. I don't know if it was the after one or two, but I, I almost, I'm almost positive, and, you know, I, I'm not going, this is just coming to my mind now, but um, I'm almost positive that you had some kind of a timeout. Like, I don't know if it was a minute, five minutes, but that should be instituted. There should be some sort of penalty. NHL 16, I do recommend it. If you had last year's, there are enough improvements um, and modes worth playing that will justify your, your purchase. All right. <clears throat> and finally, the last game I'm going to talk about tonight and, and kind of close this podcast out is GTA 5. Again, this is for the PS4, but it also works for Xbox One. I owned GTA 5 on the PS3. I swore up and down. I you know I played played it through. I didn't hundred percent it. Two of my friends did. I just couldn't. I couldn't. Every time with GTAs, uh, I try, and I just. I just lose interest. I've only ever platinum two games. The first being the very first Uncharted on PS3. And then last, started in November, finished up in March, was um, Shadow of Mordor, which was phenomenal as well. That was actually a blog entry because I was just so hyped about it. Yeah, uh, so GTA. I swore up and down that I wasn't going to give them more money to play this updated version. But, again, my buddy Brian uh, picked up a PS4 last November We've been talking about other games <clears throat> to play aside from the NHLs of the world, and uh, we finally caved, and it's great. I haven't touched the story in this, you know, because I played it. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't want to go back, but I'm not, <laughs> at least now. I mean, at some point, if there's really nothing else out, but I, that's not the case. Like, again, I have, a, I have a very limited amount of video game time, so I, I know the story. I know what happens. It's great. The characters were awesome. Trevor is my favorite, but... I can't do it. I can't. That's so. Um, I purchased this just to play online. I I played a little bit on PS3, but I had kept t- you know I read that it, it, smoother experience, things were better. Anyway, yeah, we've been playing. The heists are fantastic. It's everything I could have wanted out of um, an online GTA game. My uh, my only knock really is that um, the load times are rough, like very rough. Uh, I don't know if it's just by finding lobbies to put you into, but they can, they can let you sit there. And that's, that's, it's brutal. The only other, and then my other knock is finding heist partners. <clears throat> Cause once you level up enough where you can run your own heists, you own some sort of a penthouse, you own something, you know, a building where you can, um, be a heist leader, you need four people. So 
the other night, um, I had three friends on. It was my friend Brian, my other friend Jim. So there's three of us. Just finding that extra person could leave you there, you know, waiting. Because you have to send out the auto invites. You have to hit everybody up in your session. People from last heists. And, and, and again, it, could, it, can, it can run a little long. So that's really my... I mean, otherwise, it's so good. I mean, it really... <laughs> it's really so good. And um, they put in all these other extra modes, which are really great. I haven't done any of the really awesome ones that I've read about, such as, I think it's called The Hunt, where they label one character. You essentially get a new skin and superpowers. You you look like Teen Wolf, Michael J. Fox and Teen Wolf, and you have to be hunted down while you, while you as Teen Wolf have to go to all these different checkpoints across uh, across the map. So I haven't been able to do that one yet, but other ones have been popping up, and you basically just auto, you're automatically entered into it as long as you're in the session, and you can choose to do it. If you do and you do well, you get money, and if you don't, that's it. You don't have to worry about it. The game is a it's a great experience. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, I highly recommend it. So I give this a four and a half out of five high setup missions. And again, the only thing keeping it from a full five out of five is just those load times are rough. So that's it. First episode of Yimbo Reviews Everything um, tonight. This was more of a Yimbo Review some things, but that's okay because uh, I'd like to make this a weekly thing. I'd like to continue hitting on and sharing with you all the things that I love and are interested in. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. If you like what you heard, please follow me on Twitter at Yimbo5. That is Y-I-M-B-O, then the number five, so Yimbo5. Uh, and like I said, you can. I'm also a member of the First Time Long Time podcast. We're going to be... Uh, dropping our fourth podcast soon enough that is you can also follow that account on twitter at ftlt podcast yeah i look forward to creating and making more content and seeing where things go so that's it for now so signing off this is this is yimbo and uh you've just been reviewed